He who the Son sets free is free. Come on, today's the day of freedom. Amen? Amen. Woo, it's good. I'm telling you, man, it has been thick all week in this place. I shared with someone with the women's conference going on that this place is already saturated with the presence. Amen. You guys know we've had a lot of rain the last couple of months, right? Come on. Praise God for that. Amen. You know, the ground can only hold so much and it begins to spill over. I'm telling you, the spirit has been spilled over in this house. Listen, you're in a dangerous spot because it's already flooded right now in this house. Man, we're going to swim in it today. Amen. We're going get it, to get it all on you, Pastor Wes. Get all on you. Love that. Amen. It's been a great way. 360 ladies at Women's Conference. Radiant. Guys, it was, it was awesome. It was incredible. Um, just, you had great teaching. We had like all girls leading worship, like the Go-Go's. It was awesome <laughs> leading worship here. And uh, um, they took over all the restrooms. It was hard on the few men that were around. Some healthy trees around our property right now. This, but uh, it was just, but it was aerial acrobats. I mean, come on. So I had a vision for Dudes Weekend, the first weekend of February. Jason Carston, stand up, big country. He's going to do some stuff in that bed sheet from the ceiling. Big country, the big sexy right there. We're going to be like a Duluth Trading Company commercial or something like that, right? Praise Jesus. Glory. Shalavaga. It's awesome. So good. So, so good. Amen. Hey, isn't it fun to laugh and just say, hey, you know what I love about what just happened? Y'all know we sang about Jesus today. And, and, and I just, if, if a song doesn't mention Jesus, and if you can't find the picture of Jesus, we don't, shouldn't sing that mess, should we? And I love that. We sing a phrase in that song. I don't know if you caught this about... Um, Oh man, come on, about the dead rising, the dead waking. Uh, what was that second song? Come on, somebody help me out. Were y'all singing? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, he's saying a phrase about dead people waking and, and all of that. And a lot of you, I know what you're saying. Like, man, I've, I wish I could see that. I've never seen that. No, you have. Listen, check this out. You were dead. And the power of Jesus Christ raised you to new life. Amen. And so I love that imagery that we've been singing about all day today. And we, we're praying that for someone here in the house today, that, that for someone that maybe you walked in and, 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 and you don't know, man, what, what are they singing about and what's happening? Listen, there's just some people eat up with Jesus in this house. And we want you also to just experience the joy that he can give you. Amen. You don't have to leave the same way you came today. Amen. And you can be made new, a new birth, new creation. Aren't you thankful for, for new things? It has been a great great, great weekend. So, uh, hey, um, we like to pray for an outpouring of God's spirit at other churches across our area. Today, we're going to travel down. Anybody get caught up in the, the I-10 stuff on Friday afternoon, Friday night? I was a little nervous because the, those still city popsicles were a little late getting here and preacher needed some ice cream or a popsicle. And I was a little nervous, but, uh, uh, we're going to go to Leon Springs today and pray for cross mountain church. Pastor Randy Ayers, dear, dear friend of mine. And I called, they had their big, uh, kind of a, a Halloween fall festival type thing on Wednesday night. He said over 2000 people showed up. And the big question for me was pastor Randy, how many hot dogs did you eat? Did you eat? Cause I'm a hot dog 
king. Man, I love it, right? And, uh, but they had a great time and were able to minister to people and, and just uh, come in contact with so many people and have a good time. And, uh, and I asked them, hey, we want to pray for you guys. And, and how can we pray for you guys at, at 1910 uh, today? And, and he said, hey, 2019 is going to be, um, he gave me three things, N- new open doors. We're, we're going to pray for, for new opportunities and for new influence, okay? And so I love that word new. Everything he said, new, new, new. How many of you guys know God takes something old and makes something new, right? Your old life is gone. The new life has come, right? And so they're praying for new open doors and new opportunities and new influence. And, and, and I texted him this morning. He said, I'm going to preach myself happy. I like that. Preach myself happy. So today... You guys have been standing a long time. Just grab somebody's hand next to you as a sign of unity that we're in this together. We're going to pray for Cross Mountain Church and Pastor Randy and Kelly Ayers. Is that okay? Hey, you guys are okay that we do this kind of stuff, right? Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for your presence here today. Have you felt it yet, guys? And we're swimming in it. God, it is so good to be in your presence, Lord. No one ever comes truly into your presence and later regrets that. No, it is so good. And you give life. Lord, you, you, you meet us and you, you show yourself and we just thank you. Spirit, come. We just sang that and that is our heart's desire. You're here and we want to just, just open our lives up to you today, Father. We celebrate and thank you for the transformational stuff that has already been taking place in this house all weekend. Lord, you have been at work and you've been at moves. Some ladies have come to new understandings of who you are and, and who they are. Am I talking to you, ladies? And Lord, you've, you've shown up and you've done a great work there. And I pray that you just continue today as we, as we unpack your truth today, Father. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing at, at Cross Mountain Church in Leon Springs. Thank you, God, for Pastor Randy and Kelly Ayers. I love them, God. And Lord, they are anointed. They are kingdom advancers. And we thank you for, for, for that house and what you're doing there in, in that area and around our region. Let's be honest. Man, they are not confined to one zip code. Come on. And Lord, they are opening their doors and they're serving people and loving on them, showing them who Jesus is. And we want to partner with them today and pray for these new open doors, these, these new opportunities, these, this new influence that you have for them, God. And, and God, they may have some ideas, but Lord, I just know Pastor Randy, he's going to be sensitive. He's going to be open to your prompting and he's going to obey that quickly. And Lord, I just, I'm excited to see and hear the great things of how the kingdom is enlarged as a result of the ministry through Cross Mountain. Right, guys? God, I pray for them today. I pray that he preaches a sermon of his life this morning and that the, tr- the lost will be found and the truth would be preached, God, unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, thank you for being with us and we know that you've got a great work you want to do here. I want to pray right now against the spirit of distraction, right? Hey, listen, can we just for the next few minutes, just focus in guys, come on, let's not think about afternoon activities or uh, wedding showers coming up or, or football games. Can we just, come on, come on. We need, who needs to sit in the presence of the Lord today? Come on, don't we? And let's just, let's receive all that we can from this moment. Holy spirit, we are open. And we know that when people open up their lives to you, Ooh, you show up. And you do a great and awesome work. So we want to just thank you in advance for what's about to happen. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Hey, we're in a series entitled Set Free. And, and, and we're dealing with what I believe is one of the most important doctrines in, in, in all of Scripture. It's this doctrine of, of grace. Grace. Grace is a, is a word that's thrown around a lot, especially in settings like this, or maybe in certain friend groups, peer groups that you run with. But, but really, what, what, what is 
is grace. And so, listen, I'm a simpleton and I've tried to unpack it and boil it down as, as best I can today. And when we talk about grace, here's what we're talking about. Unmerited favor and love. Grace is unmerited favor or, or unconditional love. Now, just let's just leave that definition. Can we go to that next slide, guys? Let's leave that up there for just a few minutes because I want to unpack this and help you begin to understand. First of all, that, that, that word un, unmerited. You know, to, 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 to merit something, that means that you have to earn it or, or, or you deserve it, right? You, any parents in the house? Come on. All right. All right. You know, when your child does something really nice, maybe they, they, they fulfill a chore or, or maybe they have good behavior, you know, oftentimes you, you reward them. You give them something. They've, they've earned something, correct? Uh, any Boy Scouts of America in the house today? All right. You Girl Scouts. Okay. When did the cookie sales start? That's all I want to know is when is that? When is that? Have I've circled? I'm going to circle that on my calendar. I mean, that's important anyway. But even in the Boy Scouts of America, they earn these things called merit badges, right? Kate. And, and if you, if you fulfill a task, if you learn how to tie a certain knot, you know, you craft a canoe, whatever, you, you, you earn these merit badges, but you, you, you do something in order to earn a, a badge. So, so that's merit. So if something is unmerited, as in our definition here, unmerited means then that, that, that you receive something that you did not earn, nor do you deserve it. Did you hear what I just said? You, you did not earn it nor do you deserve it. So in the same way, this word unconditional, this word means that, 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 that something is, it, it's not limited by conditions. We, we live in a conditional culture. I'll be your friend if, right? I'll like you if, I'll hang out, I'll, I'll friend you on Facebook if. Uh, by the way, I loved what Holly, Holly Knight, our speaker, she said, some of us, we're like friending everybody in the world and we don't know them. Some of you got like 5,000 friends. No, you don't. You got like maybe two people that really like you, right? But it's, we live in a conditional culture, right? If my neighbor mows their yard, if they pull their trash can in, if their dog doesn't bark, if the music's low, and, you know, then we'll, we'll, we'll have something to do with them, right? Conditional culture that we live in. But, but, but grace is not conditional, you know, when we say that it's unconditional love, listen, there is nothing that you have done to earn God's love. You, in fact, he had every right not to love you and not to want to hang out with you, not to bring you new life and, and life full and to the max. He, you had done nothing. Actually, you had done something. You had sinned. You had rebelled. You had, had, had done your own thing. But yet that's what's so amazing John Newton, not Isaac Newton, that was gravity. John Newton had it right when he said, this grace is so amazing. So, so what is it that we receive that is so unmerited? Well, well, according to back to this basic definition that we have on the screen for you today, we've received unmerited favor. Now, favor is something good that's, that's being given to you, or, or maybe it's some sort of an act of kindness, like, like, like someone helping you out. To be favored means that you're kind of somebody's favorite. We get the word favorite from that. It's a derivative of that. Uh, but but, but you're, you're, you're somebody's favorite means that, that, that there is someone who favors you most. To favor someone means to like him or her or to help him 
or her out. And so here's this thing about grace then is getting something nice that, that you have not earned or deserve. When, when, when you receive grace, you're, you're, you're given something better than what you deserve. Are we okay so far? So that's what we're talking about and, and, and that's where we're going. So, so, so this idea of grace and, and God, you said God's given us grace. H- how does God show us grace? It's really simple. God shows us grace through his son, Jesus Christ. As we, as we said last week, when, 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 when Jesus went to the cross, check this out. He was innocent. Crucifixion was the most inhumane, cruelest form of death execution in Rome at the time. Uh, it was painful. It, it, it wasn't like a, maybe a beheading or something that was immediate. This was something that was agonizing, that, 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 that carried on for, for, for quite some, some time. And, and, and we know that Jesus had done nothing to deserve crucifixion. In fact, you remember Pilate? Pilate did everything he could. Curtis, remember he did everything he could to kind of try to get Jesus released, right? I mean, I, can't, I find no fault in him. But, but listen, you guys do what you want to do, right? And we, we know how that back and forth went that night of Jesus's arrest there, right? He was innocent. He didn't deserve that death. But as we said last week, on his way to Calvary, on the way to Golgotha, Golgotha, is, it, it's, it was called the place of the skull. That's where, where they would discard dead bodies. So there's all these skeletons and bones and remains. There's probably an odor that is just unreal. And, and that's where they took Jesus to, to die. In that process of him making his way to, to that place of death, the innocent became guilty. You know why? Because he took on our sin. Now, remember last week we called sin. Sin is basically rebellion towards God. It's when you and I decide to do things that go against God's perfect plan or will for our lives. Anybody ever sinned in this house? Let me hear you clap. We're going to have an altar call today. You better get down the front. We all have that, right? In fact, if there's anything that all of us in this room have in common is that we are all sinners. Are you with me? I'm talking about that person next to you right now, aren't I? Tell them. But see, the innocent man became guilty in the process of going to the cross on our behalf. He took on our rebellion. He took on our sin. And therefore, he had to be punished for that. You see, on the cross, Jesus gave us this incredible gift of a relationship with God. It was something that that we cannot earn by ourselves, nor do we deserve it. It's grace. That's why it's so amazing. You see, God loves his children so much that that he shows them grace by, by taking his one and only son, Jesus Christ, innocent one, and having him bear all the punishment, our punishment that we get for disobeying God. And instead of us receiving it, God blesses us with good gifts instead. Has God been good to anybody this week? Listen, as even in your worst of weeks, listen, God is still good to you. As bad as your situation may be right now, I want you to know that God is still good and he loves you and, 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 and he's still holding back probably what you really deserve and he's still blessing you and lavishing love and grace and mercy on you. This 
gift of grace, this grace of God. I'm telling you, it's one of the most beautiful and one of the most powerful things in life that we can ever encounter. And if there is anything that I want you to leave here with today is knowing for sure that you've received the grace and love of Jesus Christ. If there's anything that I want you to leave here with today, knowing was meant not that, hey, that they can sing some cool songs or dude, the media was on point or dude, they got jellyfish hanging from the, from the ceilings or what? No, we, we want you to know today the love that God has for you as demonstrated through his perfect sinless son, Jesus on the cross. Amen. Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful for Jesus Christ? Amen. Most powerful thing, this thing called grace, but I'm telling you, it's also the most difficult thing for us as humans to wrap our minds around. How could people so undeserving be the recipients of such a great gift? Lee, are you with me? I mean, it is mind boggling. Again, we live in a culture where you have to earn it, or I'm not going to give it to you unless you deserve it, right? Right? And it's so hard for us to understand this thing called grace. This thing called grace, it, guys, it, it pushes back against our, our understanding of what is fair. It, it, it goes so against what we believe people deserve. But I'm telling you, this message of grace is what the world needs to hear the most. Are you with me today? Grace is being loved when you are unlovable. Mm. Grace is God reaching downward to people. It's taken from that old idea, that concept that I shared with you last week. It's, it's God stooping down. It's God bending down to us. Much as we saw in John chapter 8 with Jesus stooped down and bent down. The woman caught in adultery. Remember that? She's about to be stoned to death. And what does he do? He bends down. Grace bends down and begins to jot some things in the sand that day. You see, that's what God did for us. He reached down to a people who were constantly pushing back against him, a people who were in rebellion against him. Look what scripture says in Romans chapter three, verse 23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard and we deserve death, right? Romans 6, 23 says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, in his loving kindness and his mercy, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us and to take up on himself the punishment, well, that you and I deserve. Romans chapter four, verse 24 says, God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, he, he was handed over to die because of our sins, but he was raised to life to make us right with God. Come on, aren't you thankful for the resurrection? You know, without the resurrection of Jesus, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? We wouldn't have Easter, but there'd be no hope for you, no hope for you to enjoy life eternal and free, life abundant, life on this earth that is full of joy. Remember what we said last week? Happiness is based on happenings. Joy is based on Jesus, right? Let's see if Jesus had stayed buried in that grave, there would be no hope for us. Aren't you thankful for the resurrection? Paul would go on to write also in Romans chapter five, verse eight, God showed his great love for us by, by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Do you know that the grace of God did not come to you when you had your life all figured out and all your ducks in a row. You were messed up. You, you were rebellious. You were sinful. You, you, you were wayward, right? You were a prodigal. 
And that's exactly how he comes. Listen, that might be a word for someone here today or someone that's watching us online. And by the way, aren't we thankful for everyone that's watching online today? Can we just show some love? Listen, listen, you, you, you don't have to figure it all out before you come to God. You, 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 you don't have to clean yourself up. In fact, can I just tell you, you can't clean yourself up. You, you, you can't break these chains that we saw in the video. Listen, you, can, you need a chain breaker and it ain't you. You need someone to set you free. And so many of us have tried everything we can to pull ourselves up out of our junk, haven't we? And it's futile. It doesn't work. You might enjoy a little bit of success. You might be able to breathe for just a moment of time, but I'm telling you, you're sucked back into it, right? Have you ever, have you ever, um, um, I've already established that we're all sinners. We're all rebels in this room, right? But hey, have you ever said, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this. And, and for a brief period of time, you find a little success in stopping whatever you said you were, but only to be sucked back into it, right? Dieting. Whew. I am not the poster child for paleo right now, right? But in the, we try our best, don't we? I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to go more, give more. I'm going to try my best. Woo! I'm going to buy the t-shirt. Spend $1,000 on Nutrisystem. And it works. But when you stop eating that stuff, what happens? The pizza takes over from Pizza Hut. Right? Am I talking to anybody? Is it just me? Hey, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Check this out. December 9. Say December 9. This is going to be, could be the most epic day in the history of 1910 Church. We are having, bring your favorite Christmas cookie to church day. And I don't want none of that vegan, none of that. We want the lard. Listen, your grandparents ate lard three times a day and they're a hundred and freaking something years old. Bring back the Lord. <laughs> Did we say that our, our Lord is soon returning? Our Lord, our Lord is soon returning. I got a little confused. I had a moment. What was I talking about? Jesus, the Bible. Oh, help me, Jesus, right now. Oh, we're having to bring a Christmas cookie day. That's what I was talking about. I don't know where I was going with that. Wes, help me. Diets. Yep. Yeah. Red Romans. Come on. Shh, stop. Stop. Just, just stop. Oh, you can't pull yourself out of your junk. You ought to try this sometime. It's difficult. This is hard. Listen, we come to God with nothing in our hands to offer him. We come in our brokenness and we come in our sin. You can't make yourself right. That's what makes grace so amazing. I want you to know something here today. Listen, the, 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 those chains can be broken from you. He, he, he can come into your brokenness and make something beautiful. I sang a song in the first service and no one knew it. It was a song that goes, something beautiful, something good, all my transgressions he understood all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife but he made something beautiful of my 
Thank you. You got that. I love 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock is my favorite service. You guys know, know some stuff. But listen, seriously, today, if you're here and you're broken and your life is spiraling out of control, maybe you're watching us online. I'm telling you, maybe you just want to shoot our media team something, a way that we could pray for you today. I'm telling you, you're in the perfect place today because God takes us as we are. Don't, don't, don't wait to come to him when, until you're perfect. You never will come. You come in your brokenness and your strife and your sin, man. Grace is loving, is love coming at you. Listen, grace is all about the lover, not the beloved, right? Grace is all about the, you know who the lover is? It's God himself. In fact, I don't know, do you ever read the Bible? Anybody ever read read the Bible. Listen, the, the, the Bible is this grand love story. It's, 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 it shows us how much God lavishes love and goodness and grace on his people. Check that. Even, even when they weren't loving him, even throughout the Old Testament, you, you find people doing their own thing, rebelling and prophets speaking against, but yet people still, still rebelling against God. But there's God loving time and time again, trying to offer them and make another way for them. See, that's the story of scripture. There's a great lover. His name is God and, and he's constantly pursuing us. But, but this thing called grace, that's the main theme of, 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 of the, the Bible and, and the entirety. If you'll just read it, I'm telling you, you will find an incredible story of someone who loves you unconditionally. Hmm. And I think for some of us, that's what makes it so difficult because we love on condition. But yet what you're going to find and what makes this story so incredible is that we do nothing to earn it. We do nothing to warrant it. And in all of our missteps and rebellious actions, God still, that's the core. That's the center of scripture. God's grace coming after us. It's, it's, it's the grace of God that, that, that also binds our hearts to him. There was a, a, a hymn that I grew up singing in, in church entitled, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. It was written by a gentleman named Robert Robinson. And I believe the second verse to that, that great hymn said, it starts with this, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I'm constrained to be, right? Let thy goodness like a fetter. I don't know what that is, but let it bind my wandering heart to thee. And then Mr. Robinson wrote these words. He says, I'm prone to leave it. Lord, I wonder prone to leave the God I love. And he says this, here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. It's grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, Paul would write these words, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I've worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. Listen, Paul knows that any work that he did was ultimately not his own doing, but it was through the grace of God. Come on, are there any set free people in this room today? Listen, it's not because of what you've done, but it's by the grace of God. Amen that he sets you free. Oh yeah, you did something. You called upon the name of the Lord and are saved, but he changes and he saves us. It's so irrational, isn't it? Grace is irrational. 
has nothing to do with what we do or bring. Grace, grace pushes back against this world's understanding of this definition of, of what's fair. What's fair? They, they, they don't deserve that. And guys, if we need to be careful. You know, there, there, there's a difference between karma and grace. You know that, right? Karma is, 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 a, is a pretty universal thought that, 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 that teaches what, what we do will come back to us, right? If I do good things, what comes back to me? Good things. If I do bad things, then, then I'm also going to receive those, those bad things. Grace refuses to play that karma game. I, um, I, 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 every once in a while, I'll ask our staff or people that I run into like it. Dairy Queen or wherever, just I asked them a question like, hey, if you could go see anybody in concert, past or present, and go anywhere in the world to see it, where would you go? Think about that. It's a good, good question, isn't it? Mine is this. You two in Ireland. Now listen, October was Pastor Appreciation Month. Some of you might have missed that, but if you got air miles or something like that and want to bless a preacher, be glad to. You two in Ireland. I, I found a, a quote by, by, by Bono, not Bono. That was Sonny and Cher. But I'm talking about Bono of you two. And he had this to say about this difference between grace and karma. Quote, here's what he said. It's clear to me that karma is at the very heart of the universe. I'm absolutely sure of it. And yet along comes this idea called grace to upend all that Quote, as you reap, so you will sow stuff. Grace defies reason and logic. Love interrupts, if you like, the consequences of, of your actions, of which in my case, that's very good news because I've done a lot of stupid stuff. Anybody like Bono? He goes on to say, but I'd be in big trouble if karma was going to be my final judge. I'm holding out for grace. I'm holding out that Jesus took my sins onto the cross because I know who I am and I hope that I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. It's a good word. It's a good word. And what you're going to find whenever you start reading God's word, when you dive into the gospels, you're going to see that there was this Jesus who loved people despite their stupid stuff. In fact, you know what makes Jesus so awesome? is that, that, that Jesus reached out to the people who were on the fringes of society. People that had been written off and, and outcast. Lepers who, who had to live outside the cities, who, who could not touch people. And, and can, can, you, can you imagine that day when Jesus touched that leper and made him whole? There's a good possibility that leper had never felt another human touch. Probably had never been hugged before. But that's my Jesus. When you read the Gospels, you're going to find Jesus sitting with prostitutes and tax collectors and, 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 and scoundrels and various sinners. He's, he's going to be sharing a meal with them and he's going to be teaching them things. He, he, he didn't reject people like the religious leaders of the day were trying to get him to. Come on, you're a rabbi and you're the so-called Messiah. You're Jesus. Can anything good from Nazareth come? Come on. Why are you hanging out with him? Because he's... Jesus. And that's what he does. He hangs out with people who had done nothing to deserve his time, but he just hangs out. Unlike those religious leaders who prided themselves. I found this verse. I, I, I've read the Bible, but I didn't see this. Luke 18, 11, this, this, this Pharisee says, stood by himself and he prayed this prayer. 
I thank you, God, that I'm not like the other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. Hey, church, may that never be our heartbeats. Not in this house. This house is going to continue to be a house for imperfect people. The dirty, rotten scoundrels, you might say. Now, we're not going to let you stay that way long, though. Because we're going to introduce you to, to a rabbi from Nazareth. His name is Jesus. And he's going to begin to make a change and a shift in your life. Listen, there is no place that grace will not go to a person. There's no person that it refuses to go down towards. And that's what's going to be the DNA of this house. Grace. Grace is not just the basis of our right standing with God. It is all of my life. Listen, how can we? When the band's going to come up, I think, Ezra. Because you know this is getting to the good part now. And you got to have some keys, right? Because God's grace is so amazing. And, and, and we've been the recipients of it. Guys, how can we not be dispensers of it? Listen, I'm thankful that there's some set free people in this house today that, 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 that you've been the recipient of God's amazing grace. But listen, that grace was not just for you, but it's for others as well. And, and, and I can't help but think that God is calling some of us to, 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 to steal a page from Jesus's playbook and, and, and be like Jesus in some other circumstances and situations, right? because of the grace of God, check this out. It ought to call us to live lives differently as well. We, we ought to be pursuing holiness. I said this last week, grace is not a blank check for you to continue to live like the devil. There ought to be a difference in your life. You ought to be walking in, in, in the spirit. You ought to be producing some fruit that other people say, ah, oh, I see one. That's one of those Christians. I see the fruit. I see it in them. I can tell that's a man right there that's been with Jesus. I see it. They're different. Hey, is there a noticeable difference in you? Is this what grace will do to somebody? We ought to pursue this thing called holiness. In Titus 2, it says, For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. Check this out. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. Hey, church, you know what that says? We ought to live differently because of grace. We got to pursue holiness. Hey, listen, it's a struggle. Listen, we, we, we ought to be pursuing holiness and all that God has for our lives. We, we, we ought to be pursuing living this life of faith. It ought to propel us to, to doing these good things for other people. Listen, we're, 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 we're not saved by our good works, but because we are saved, we do good work. <laughs> Ephesians 2 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed in, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Who saved us? God did. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, because of the amazing grace that God has given me and for many of you in this room today, that should propel us to go and participate in what God is doing in the world around us. 
We, 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 we ought to be those people that, 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 that are running to those tax collectors and the prostitutes and the outcasts of our day, whatever they may be, right? Those that others have written off, those who've said, hey, you, you don't deserve time. You, hey, listen, hey, you're, you're standing at a street light and you're, you're, you're asking for, you don't deserve that. You, you got yourself in this situation. I'm just telling you, but by the grace of God, you might be there too. I'm just telling you, my Bible says for God to love the world. It means everybody. Even people look different than me. People whose, whose lifestyle might be a little bit different than mine. I get to participate in the restoration and the redemption of them. Are you with me today, church? You see, all of us were wretches. We all were scoundrels. But grace saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found. Any found people here today? I was blind. But now I see. So here's the deal. We leave with this. Stand with me. We extend grace to all people because of the grace that God has shown us. Hey, if there's anything that you can dispense this week for our Father in heaven, would you dispense grace? James, can I count on you, bro? Grace. We throw it out. Charles, you with me this week, bro? We're gonna be grace dispensers. There's a leper that might need to be touched. Oh, come on, somebody. He touched me. Oh, he touched me, right? He touched me. Anybody know that one? Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something and now I know he touched me and made me whole let's sing that again come on aren't you thankful come on he touched me miraculous working God to step in and do something pretty incredible. We 
stand down front every week. This is Brandy and Heather. And maybe, maybe there's a, a lady here today and, and, and maybe you just are dealing with some stuff. And, and I wanna encourage you to, to find the, these are prayer warriors right here. Hey, I've been the recipients of some of their prayer before. It's awesome. Hey, this is Mike James and his, his wife, Robin. And, and um, maybe there's a couple here today. Maybe you're going through some, uh, some stuff. And Mike and Robin, you probably would love to pray with a husband and wife. They've been married a whopping nine months, 10 months. They're professionals. They're off. No, they're not. But they can tell you how God's been a part of their relationship and seen them through some stuff. Maybe you're here today and you can't sing the words about being touched by Jesus because you've never looked at the cross. You've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you of your sins and to make you new. Listen, you can do that. Scripture says, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. You don't have to be perfect today. You don't have to have it all figured out. Hey, you just need to be broken and you need to come. You need to humble yourself. Get off that ride of pride and you come and you humble yourself. And I'm telling you, God will begin to do a great work in you. Do you believe that?